Welcome back to the Startup Show, everyone. My name is Adam Vasquez. I'm your host. They also call me the Puerto Rican Deacon and sometimes the Philly Billy. You know, not so much the Philly Billy. you got to be honest. That's, that's kind of fallen by the wayside. Regardless, uh, today's episode is slightly different. Today is uh, we're doing the weekly rundown, which is going to be a new recurring series on Fridays. We will talk through the events uh, in, in media, marketing, technology that happen in the week prior and how it applies to you as you grow your company. Uh, and I'm going to be joined in these weekly episodes with a co-host named Nathan Kittrell. Uh, Nathan is a good friend of mine and the founder of Scale a Sale in Greenville, South Carolina. He's a contributor at saleshacker.com and is uh, helping businesses grow by uh, getting them situated with the correct marketing technology and growth tools. Uh, so we're going to walk through each episode, each week. I won't even do an intro like this normally, but we'll just walk through five topics of what happened that week. To give you an example, this week we're going to talk through Instagram video chat, Facebook launching their dating feature, blockchain's place in media, as well as the bacon-based cryptocurrency, and Snapchat launching Spectacles 2.0. So very excited for you guys to hear this. All the links are in the show notes below. Hope you guys enjoy and get started. All right, it's the weekly rundown here on the Startup Show. It is May 4th. Uh, we've got uh, five topics to get through. Kittrell, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Excited to dive in with you. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and get started. All right. So first of all, Instagram launching their video chat. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Instagram announced in this past week that they will be allowing users to essentially FaceTime within the Instagram app uh, with other Instagram users and uh, and it be sort of a private chat. So you can just hang out with your with your friends or with your customers. Um, Kittrell, what do you have on uh, what's your thoughts on the Instagram launching the video chat? The thing that I'm most interested to see is going to be the functionality and the user interface of that. So obviously Facebook is more um, copy heavy and text heavy and things like that, whereas Instagram's always been more of a um, photo and video and uh, very high creative and um, design elements and different things like that. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to work that into um, more of the live um, chat as well. So yeah. I'm just really excited to see kind of the, the functionality of that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting from a business perspective, from a brand perspective. Uh, I think it'll offer some new opportunities. It, you know, uh, the first thing I thought of was for either influencers or uh, uh, small brands or things like that to offer mm -hmm. essentially office hours where they can, um, you know, have, hey, this Friday at three o'clock if you want to. Uh, group chat with me or video chat with me and ask me your questions and, and that type of thing I think is a really interesting activation that I'll be excited to see how brands take advantage of. Uh, and then on a personal perspective, you know, my friends and I are always trying to figure out, we, we don't like Google Hangouts. Uh, you can't FaceTime with more than one person. Marco Polo is kind of a pain. So I really think this will take, it's just a matter of where does the line, the line between Facebook and Instagram is, is just continuing to sort of dissolve. And so that's Absolutely. going to be super interesting to, to keep an eye on. Definitely. Completely agree with that. <clears throat> but from a brand's perspective, I do think there's some good opportunities there. Speaking of Facebook, uh, our second article, by the way, uh, each of these articles that we talk through, we will have linked in the show notes in case you want to check them out. Uh, we kind of are scouring the internet throughout the week for what's hot and then talking about it in this rundown. Uh, Facebook is launching a dating feature. 
Yes, uh, let they me are. You... How much experience, Adam, do you have with online dating? Okay, I'm 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 pretty old, so uh, <laughs> not a ton, not a ton. However, pretty old. You're not uh, maybe thirty. Maybe thirty. I'm twenty eight. The problem <laughs> is, the problem is that Facebook, like, like you know, uh, I remember when it was when it was invented, and uh, you know, people <laughs> yeah, using this app. Well. A lot of people using this app may not, but yeah, I, I, Sarah and I basically invented this feature for Facebook. This is how we. Oh, started. is that right? You're, yeah. you're claiming that. I don't want to take undue credit, <laughs> but. The facts are that yes, that we did use this uh, feature. Now, my understanding of it is that it's it's basically Tinder within Facebook. Is that what you? Is that what you? That's what I'm thinking. So it looks like. So I've never used Tinder personally. <laughs> Me and my wife got married at 22 and dated for probably I guess three years before that. So I don't even yeah. know that Tinder was available when we were even dating. That might not have been a good thing, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I have never used Tinder, but. From what I've understood from uh, different friends who have used it, um, you know, it just includes basically a short profile, kind of like what Facebook is talking about doing, um, just first name, a few photos, and a short profile or bio, which I think is people are going to be more willing to share that. And one feature that I really liked and I really think will catch on is it connects you. The Facebook dating app will connect you um, with people based off of um, mutual friends. So that's another way that's really going to – I really think that it will help um, not only broaden your – kind of your online presence, but you know, if you're meeting with people and, and dating people who are um, you know, within your group of friends already – um, that just gives you, a, you know, an even easier way to meet people. So yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting because, well, first of all, I'm I'm a little bit surprised now that it's happening that this hasn't happened like five years ago. You know, it just oh, yeah. feels like mm -hmm. such a natural fit. Uh, I do th wonder, or I'm, I'm curious about if people are going to be nervous at all about getting burned, like you know, w because I'm sure once you go on a date or something like that, they may have access or at least be able to see who you are, like in a terms of right. a full profile. And so, if, well, they know, may even be able to even find you, you know, I, that's if they what I'm know saying. your picture if... and yeah, even if just your first name, they could probably just search, search you, you know, how easy is it to find somebody online now? <laughs> so, so that'll be interesting, especially with all the sensitivity around Facebook right now and it's, uh, it's use of data and things like that. But I do think this is a great feature for Facebook to continue to pull in the, the young, the youth crowd. I was, uh, I was yes. speaking at a, at the college here, UTC a couple weeks ago. And um, it, it was striking how how few of the people claimed to use Facebook. And now maybe there's some reason really? they were pretending and it was just like a raise mm -hmm. your hand type thing. But, uh, you know, uh, nobody wants to admit to it, but everybody does it. Type yeah, thing. I mean, somebody's using Facebook, right? Like, right. But, <laughs> Someone but does. Instagram and Twitter, they were and Twitter was the one that really surprised me. They were way more excited about it seems about. to be making more of a trend up twitter does yeah. i see more and more young people getting on twitter even though it's i mean it was kind of around the same time as facebook i mean it was kind of right on the the front end of social media yeah 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 so i don't know i think this could be something to pull back in the younger generation and obviously that's um interesting and something to monitor for brands as well all right moving on into a completely different uh i, I just want to viewing or audience warning uh Kittrell might go on a little bit of a nerd alert here because <laughs> we're about to talk about a little blockchain i am a little bit of a nerd sorry i i got i get that sense so uh, for those of you who don't know blockchain uh ad week did an article this week uh talking about the the place that blockchain is going to have in media and uh before i 
I kind of give my my dumb uh, you know blockchain for dummies take on this. Why don't you why don't you tell us what you think? No, no, I don't by any means claim to be an expert in blockchain at all, but I am very very interested in it. And um, basically, what the article article was talking about was um, how blockchain, basically the role of blockchain in media. And um, one thing that I've really been interested in recently and have been following for probably the past six months or so is something called ADEX. Um, It's a cryptocurrency, but basically it helps um, kind of enhance that whole uh, media and advertising online, kind of that whole space. It kind Mm -hmm. of infuses it with more transparency. Um, It allows uh, advertisers to do um, business directly with um, influencers, which is really great. It cuts out the middleman, which a lot of times that's really what cryptocurrency is selling. I mean, with currency the currency side it's cutting out banks and different things like that so um you know with the uh you know using it in media um you know the more people you can remove in the process the the more efficient it is and uh you know there's just a lot of different different things you can do with it <clears throat> no i i agree with you and i think um you know to sort of dumb it down a little bit for for somebody who may not be totally familiar with like okay are you talking about bitcoin or something else essentially what we're talking about is is the actual blockchain itself the technology behind all those cryptocurrencies that you've heard about yes. in the past and mm-hmm. the value here for media is really twofold i think the first is just basic attribution we've you know as marketers anybody mm-hmm. who's been in this industry for any length of time uh it, it's been so tough to have solid attribution that's really closed loop where you can point and say like yes that sale happened because of x uh, it's possible yes. but it's difficult but it's kind of more of an art than a science too sometimes you know? yeah exactly and this would take some of that art out of it because blockchain is essentially a series of ledgers where you know if, if you're a fantasy football fan and you uh draft a certain amount of players and then trade players and there's a record of all that there's a record of every move you make as you're managing right. your fantasy football team that's essentially the really dumbed down version of what blockchain is. It just is codifying every move that, that happens. So for a user, if they click on something and then eventually make a purchase, um, you'll be able to know that even though it's entirely, uh, you know, you won't, you may not know who that person is. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is I really have a sense about this. Like, uh, like, you know, when social first came out, there was the, People used to make the claim that oh, it's like it's like direct mail for the internet. It's like uh, mm-hmm. it's like your you know your book club, but on the web or something like that. A lot of those types of statements are happening now, where it's like it's oh, it's yes. the Facebook of blockchains, the Twitter of blockchains, mm-hmm. the blockchain for social, etc. And I'm really excited to see how that evolves because it feels like down the road that will just become media, just like social media yeah. today is just media. Mm-hmm. Uh, blockchain can definitely you know, serve and become that next wave. And so for, for those of us trying to, you know, be on the cutting edge, I think it's definitely worth investigating. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of going off of what you're saying, you know, people are referring to it as blockchain right now, but it really is just a technology. It doesn't, it's not going to change what something is at its core. You're always going to be, it's always going to be advertising. It's always going to be media. It's always going to be currency. Um, it's just a different form of it. So like I said, it's not changing it at its core. It's just enhancing those things. So just thinking of it that way has been really helpful for me. Yep. So our next topic kind of brings this one home. Uh, Just in case you thought 
cryptocurrency and blockchain was too much of a, you know, nerd type science and things like that. And like, how does this ever <laughs> apply to my life? The good news is bacon. The good news is that bacon is in the mix when it comes to cryptocurrency. So there's uh, it certainly is. Oscar Mayer has has announced Baycoin, and um, and I know you're psyched about this. We are all could not be more excited. I just cannot <laughs> even say. I mean, it is. I cannot wait for it to begin trading on Coinbase. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start trading Litecoin immediately. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely all on board with Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of. Well, first let's just. I, I do think there's value here, right? Like the the idea that um, a company is going to use the blockchain basically for a surprise and delight. The way that it works, and, and you guys can read the article, but you buy a Bitcoin, and that is equivalent to a, a certain number of bacon strips, which is. Probably the most valuable currency in the world, if you think about the it. The gold standard, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, instead of just gold, you get bacon. I don't know. They're they're equivalent in a lot of people's minds. But um, the other thing here is that it's really the first time where a, a cryptocurrency is being tied to something that's tangible in value. And mm -hmm. some people who are purists would be like, that's bad. That's not how it works. I love it. I think it's going to help crypto grow and help blockchain grow to the masses of people who are just into America, football, and bacon. And and now this is a way for them to get their bacon. Well, who doesn't love bacon? And I, honestly, <laughs> I love that business is getting involved, whether it's just for a marketing push or whether it's for something more serious like accepting payments or smart contracts. I think the more people talk about it and the more comfortable you get with hearing that word because i mean crypto uh, cryptocurrency sounds very kind of bizarre and kind of out there but the more that you hear it and the more that media you know kind of pushes it out i think the more comfortable people will get with it so whether they're talking about bitcoin or bitcoin <laughs> you know i think it's all good i like that we should come up with baycoin b-a-e coin like not, okay. not like this bacon one and it can also be tied to this Facebook Tinder app where you pay. I knew you were going there. Boom. It all comes <laughs> around. It. That's it all comes back around. You're welcome. Whoever <laughs> takes that idea and makes millions of dollars, you're welcome. I just want to be we'll, mentioned. We'll just take a, yeah, we'll take a royalty or whatever. Put me, put me in the book for BAE <laughs> coin, please. Love uh, it. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, you know, to the speculation part, like selling it, buying it, I don't love that. I, it reminds me of Dogecoin. Did you ever see Dogecoin, the, th the one with the Tell dog? me a little bit about it. I knew. I, I've heard of it, but I never invested in it. <laughs> it's the worst. It, so. if, you're, if you're interested, go look D-O-G-E coin up. It's essentially, uh, you know, Doge was that was that meme, like where he's saying very yeah. happy, whatever, very excited. And somebody made a coin that is based on that dog, and it's oh, trading, and people are buying it, and it's just – unbelievable it's the dark side of <laughs> the, <laughs> the dark, dark side, side of crypto, crypto right? but anyway speaking of the dark side snapchat which is uh in some people's estimation been kind of heading towards the dark side a little bit i think it's a little overblown they're doing okay but anyway yeah, they're doing okay. they've uh just launched in the last couple of weeks spectacles 2 uh this is their new version of the, of the glasses that they put out uh where you can capture snapchats you can capture video through through the glasses. What do you have on the, the Snapchat spectacles? I like the new look much better than the old one. So the, the version one had the, um, 
uh, yellow ring around where the camera was. And I think, you know, kind of their idea behind it was uh, valid. Um, they want people to know when they're being recorded and things like that, but it really just threw off the look of the glasses. So now when you're recording, it looks a little bit sleeker, um, not so bright. And I believe it has like a uh, loading kind of symbol when mm -hmm. you're recording as well. That doesn't, it's not quite as, uh, intrusive or obtrusive to the glasses so it definitely looks better um what are your thoughts on functionality i think they're i think that's all right i mean here my problem with them is the same problem i had with the first ones which is uh the the video and i think it's improved slightly and the audio is improved slightly from what i've read but mm -hmm. the video is really only usable in snapchat or possibly instagram stories but you you would never right. be able to take that video and turn it into a short movie or put it into your home videos or whatever that sort of thing right um just because of that weird rounded lens they use and things like that mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I know a big thing that, that you focus on as well is repurposing content. So if you're only able to use it in one platform or, you know, whether it's Snapchat or Instagram or whatever it is, when you're only able to use it in one platform, it just makes you not really want to no, do it. That's a great point. Up. Yeah, and, and I think <clears throat> alongside of that, it's just – the camera is not quality enough that it's going to, mm -hmm. it's going to prevent me from pulling out the 4k camera I have in my pocket at right. all times like that. Exactly. How much of a hassle is it to pull your phone out and yeah. shoot a video? Yeah. So they're going to need to, I, I love that they're sticking with it. I love that they're still iterating mm -hmm. on it. They're going to need to continue to make that push. I will say the updated look from a fashion perspective, I, I think they're heading in the Are right you direction. Are going to be rocking them? I don't know if I will, but this is totally something I would rock. If you know what I mean, like in the sense that, like, oh I, yeah, I, I love douchey looking things. I wear AirPods <laughs> all the time. I'm I'm walking around downtown, you know, shouting love people. The AirPods. Yeah, like I was doing, you know, I just I think that there's something to that where you you if you, those buyers who are early adopters and who are like <laughs> I don't care who what people think of me. In fact, right. it's better if they're thinking I'm a it's I'm better a weird, if they're looking at me. Yeah, right? <laughs> like those people want these types of glasses and so making them Completely look agree. nice, you know, almost Apple-esque is is uh, a huge positive for me, a huge win for them. Um, and yeah, you, you'll probably will see me next time we do this. Hopefully we'll have video. <laughs> I need to snag some of those. And, uh, nice. And Absolutely. Do it one, one thing that I uh, really like about it, they're pushing the idea behind it. I really get because they're wanting to make it as easy as possible to create content. But I think when it comes down to it, unless you're willing to sacrifice that quality for basically the convenience, at this point, I'm not 100% sold on it, but I think they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I would say for a practical application, if you have an adventure, outdoor, action-oriented type of company and, and you want to mm -hmm. use them to capture content in that environment, basically like you would a GoPro or something like that. Like if you're a yes, gym owner absolutely. or if you're – uh, you know, raft guide out on a river, something like that, where you don't want to use your hands, you want it to be attached to you, and you need something great. I would definitely recommend doing this and make some Instagram stories about it and and grow yeah, that absolutely. way. But absolutely. Uh, but otherwise, I'm I'm with you. All right, dude, thank you so much for uh, for running through this with us, guys. Absolutely, we will, man. I've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much, guys. I'm gonna link up Kittrell's, uh, uh Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. Uh, below. 
We will be back next week with uh, another episode, regular episode of the Startup Show. We're interviewing Santosh Sankar, who is heading up venture capital for Dynamo. And uh, hopefully, Kit, you in next week for another rundown? Absolutely. I'll be here. We'll do it then. But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening and get started. 